Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Contact us for time and labor-saving solutions. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where R&D meets ROI. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Dr. Leanne Huber, an assistant professor of swine nutrition at the University of Guelph. So Dr. Huber, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Hi, thanks for having me today. Yes, so as you mentioned, I'm a swine nutrition researcher at the University of Guelph in the Department of Animal Biosciences. Um, largely, my research program focuses on nutrition for gestating and lactating sows. Uh, but today, I'll be sharing with you a little bit of the nursery work we've done um, using some novel feed ingredients, specifically black soldier fly larva meal. Yeah, so yeah, I was reading a, a little bit about those studies. Um, so yeah, why don't you just go ahead and dive in, tell me about those, what'd you find? So we've heard quite a bit recently about insect proteins being environmentally sustainable ingredients that we can include in swine rations. And I'm sure you've seen many articles in farm magazines and things like that. So the reason why we toot these ingredients as being environmentally sustainable is because we can grow insects on a smaller land base with less water versus plant-based ingredients. Um, and these insects, in particular black soldier fly larvae, can use waste products as their rearing substrate. So for example, um, human food waste or byproduct streams. And so the black soldier fly larvae can turn these waste products into a high value protein source and divert those streams from going into landfills. So a lot of people are really excited about them, including um, the Canadian federal government. So doing our due diligence as researchers, when we have a new feed ingredient coming onto the market, we decided to test and see how well this ingredient would do in pig diets. So first off, we did a classic ileal cannulation study um, and found that yes, both partially defatted and full fat black soldier, lar black soldier fly larvae meal were highly digestible by pigs, both for protein and for energy. Um, and the black soldier fly larvae meal had a favorable amino acid profile and the um, coefficient, digestibility coefficients lined up very nicely and were comparable to soybean meal. So we were pretty happy with those results, check and check um, that they might be reasonable ingredients to include as a protein source and energy source in swine rations. Um, but 
we, we know that there is a very clear problem with black soldier fly larva meal is that it's very expensive. So you're looking at anywhere between eight and 12 Canadian dollars per kilogram of this ingredient. Um, so obviously something that is not gonna be competitive with our plant-based protein sources here in North America, even considering the high and volatile soybean meal prices we've been living through recently. Um, so, so we're like, okay, how is this going to fit into a swine ration? And we got looking at some of the other ingredients, specifically the animal protein sources that we might use in nursery diets, particularly in the early phases. And in fact, on a cost basis, and especially if you look at on a digestible cost per digestible lysine basis, the black soldier fly meal becomes more comparable to other things like fish meal that we might include. Um, so we're like, okay, I think we should go into the nursery. It's not an ingredient that we're going to include into grow finish diets at this time. Something else cool about the larva meal is that there are some functional components in there that make them quite attractive for including in nursery pig diets to help with the transition into the nursery. So what I'm referring to here are the chitin, which is part of the exoskeleton of the larva. Uh, and these chitin um, polymers may have some prebiotic effects in the diet uh, for the pig. As well, the, the larvae are highly enriched in medium chain fatty acids, which we know have some antimicrobial properties. So both of these things seem um, quite favorable if we were going to include them, especially in a nursery pig ration or, or at a time when the animal is under some stress. Um, so we did this and we fed some nursery diets where we replaced either 25% or 50% of the animal protein sources in the nursery ration with the larva meal. And we found basically those pigs did just as well as the pigs that were fed conventional nursery diets in terms of growth performance. We didn't see any improvements um, in things like gut histomorphology, but we did see a slight improvement in the robustness of the immune response to a novel antigen when pigs were fed the black soldier fly um, larva meal. So there might be some immune modulating benefits to this product, which was we were pretty excited about, but we decided we should test this a little bit further. Um, so we we're thinking, you know, we did all of these experiments so far in um, very clean research setting. Um, and we're like, well, if we can mimic an industry situation, perhaps we might be able to better decipher potential benefits of the black soldier fly larva meal. And we did this by weaning pigs into um, hot water power washed rooms that were not disinfected. And we kept that temperature for the first two days after weaning um, between 20 and 21 degrees Celsius. So to challenge those pigs a little bit and mimic a situation where you would have to empty and refill the nursery room very quickly. Um, and in this case, the pigs that fed the, were fed the black soldier fly larva meal um, were not able to achieve growth performance similar to those fed conventional diets supplemented with 3000 ppm zinc oxide. Um, 
But we did find that the zinc oxide was very effective at improving um, post-weaning fecal scores, as well as reducing E. coli um, shedding in the feces. Gotcha. So you said you replaced um, like 25 to 50% of the animal protein sources. Did, did you replace like, since there's several sources normally with plasma, fish meal, did you just like take like 25 or 50 of each one of those and to pull them out? Or did you like take one completely out? No, you're right. So it was across the board. We replaced equal amounts of each of the animal protein sources. Okay. And then you also said it doesn't quite stack up with uh, soybean meal, of course, in terms of the replacement, because it's a lot more expensive. I'm not really sure what Canadian to US dollars is, but um, how does that compare with things like um, with pl bovine plasma or fish meal and other sources that you replace? Mm -hmm. So the black soldier fly is still more expensive than many of those protein sources, um, but because it's so highly digestible and is a good source of lysine, if you look at it on a per lys digestible lysine basis, the black soldier fly becomes more comparable to things like fish meal and um, blood meal. Gotcha. And then, I mean, okay, so we've usually when talking about a new product, the First questions people ask, like we just mentioned, are the cost. And then also the second question is commercial availability. So potential to expand. You mentioned that a little bit with uh, uh, needing less water, but um, currently is there much commercial availability or is it usually just, or is it currently just small scale? Yes, that's a great question. So for the most part, it's small scale, at least, you know, comparable to the sheer volumes of soybean meal that we use here in North America, the larva meal isn't at a place where it can um, compete in terms of volume. Um, but the Canadian government has um, recently invested significant dollars to improve and expand uh, production capacity of the insect proteins. Um, and so I suspect our production capacity will start increasing, availability of the ingredient will, ingredients will start increasing, and via economy of scale, hopefully the price will come down a bit. So the last question I had, um, since we kind of got like the price down, talking about the commercial availability, is like the logistics of it, because I've mixed my fair share of ingredients in a mixer, and some of them just flow horribly, and it clogs up, gets stuck. Um, so I guess with this, like, what's the consistency of this larva meal like? Would it gum? Do you suspect it to gum up when you were mixing the diets up, or how did it how did it flow? Yeah, this is an excellent uh, question and very applicable to industry. Um, so depending on the processing of the larva meal, you're absolutely correct. I could see it clumping and not flowing very well in a feed handling situation. Um, but some, pros, um, some companies that produce the larva meal have caught on to this already and may add flow agents to the product before you get it. So here's my hot tip for the day. If you're a feed mill considering um, purchasing black soldier fly larva meal to put into your diets, you can do a chemical composition analysis of the ingredient and look for starch. If the starch is low, like around 1% or so, then you know that no flow agent likely has been added. But if the starch content is 10 to 20% fairly high, then likely a flow agent has been added. But remember that will also dilute the crude protein and make it less valuable on a protein basis. We have a time and labor saving product for you. 
AgriSlats by Healthy Farms is your solution. No more lugging jugs around the barn every month. With AgriSlats, you simply drop the slat through the floor twice a year and it works to break down solids, reduces crusting and forming. To learn more, visit MyHealthyFarms.com. A leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Novus's products and services look at the whole animal, focusing on productivity and well-being, in order to feed the world affordable and wholesome food. For more information, visit Novus's website at www.novusint.com. Combining basic science with real-world facilities results in swine nutrition programs that deliver impactful, bottom-line performance. Hubbard Feeds is focused on helping you achieve your goals and make your life easier along the way. Choose a company that can match your appetite for innovation by visiting hubbardfeeds.com forward slash swine research. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, new ingredients are always interesting, like especially with the crazy markets we're having right now. And who knows, maybe a little uh, fly off the shelves <laughs> in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing all this data with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yep. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition-related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.